My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm -hmm. But it's an empty road, I feel so alone, I forgot. Good evening, Patriots. It's October 19th, Thursday at the end of the day. Just kind of sliding on in here. I love that song every night. This kind of like slides me on in. It's really good. Hey, before we get going too far, just remember that the psychopaths of the world want your technology to implode. They want, they want you to be subservient to them. So what do you need to do? You need to head on over to EMPShield.com because when these freaks start, start dropping EMPs or whatever else they're going to do, you want to protect all your electronics, you want to protect your house, you want to protect your RV, you want to protect your ham base station, you want to protect your solar systems, whatever you've got, you want to protect them. 
And so to do that, you just need to head over to empshield.com, check it out. And um, you can find everything you need. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, $50 off, free shipping. They have a fantastic resource library of how everything is certified. It's all America-made. And, yeah, it's good. So check it out. Veteran-owned company. Can't go wrong. Tested at all the highest-level labs for EMP. It'll handle EMP level 1, 2, and 3, lightning, and and solar flares. So it's really good. So check it out. EMPshield.com. Promo code BARDS. Really good. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about kids tonight. Last hour, Basil Baz was on the show. And I really am impressed with what he represents and what he stands for. His group is the Association of the Recovery of Children. Their website is recoveryofchildren.com. And this is something that uh, Basil and I struck it off, and I, I'm going to be working more closely with him, especially with the, the line of Operation Vineyard, which we've talked a lot about, and it's been forming. We actually have the logo built now. You'll see it soon, and we'll be putting up the website for Operation Vineyard over this next month. So things are actually moving. It's pretty neat. But I want to tie all this into some of the things that we've been hitting on, which is Principles of deliverance and healing and prayer. Operation Vineyard has three principles to it, which is rescue, heal, and restore. And that is so important to comprehend in its totality of what that means. Right now, most of the rescue operations that are going on out here are they're pulling the kids out, there's no question, and then what they do is they go to safe houses, and I don't know all the processes there. But the thing is, God's given us these tools to literally be able to deal with the restore, the heal and restore part. That's all there. It's not even a problem. And we're doing it. And this is why I'm trying to, what I'm doing here right now is I'm, I'm kind of leading you into a place of applying these places of deliverance. Now, this is what I find interesting. I mean, we've seen, I don't know what all happened. I swear, I think like a third of Bar's Nation had instantaneous demonic deliverance happening over the last two weeks because it was just kind of disproportional to the amount of divisiveness that's been happening. And it's, it's coming in the wrong places. And when you look at it from an outside, it's like, oh, okay, you're triggered over this, you're triggered over that, which was kind of unusual. And I've heard tons of excuses you know, like, Scott, you weren't on the online enough. And I'm like, oh, that's not changing anything. And I, you had the finger pointing going on, which constantly goes on. But in fact, what's really happening within the community, and I need you to hear this, is people are being shaken. God is shaking everybody right now, everybody. And if you've been following the process of what we've been doing here, which is from Bart's Fest and to the things I was doing with Michelle and Leah, into all last week, which was really a push to get everybody to watch Isaiah 61, in addition to the course, the shows that were going on in the morning, all of this is framing towards deliverance, and deliverance is going to unsettle people. And of course, if, I, if you tell somebody who's in a tirade or trying to throw stones at you, and you're like, by the way, you're going through deliverance, I don't think you're going to get to the message, just saying. So it's just, 
as we move forward here and we kind of step into this, we have to start realizing that we literally have to start taking care of ourselves to step into this next level. And this is really where we are and what God's doing. So I want you just to hear this. And, it, and literally, I'm just, as I'm sitting here, I'm just kind of sitting with the Holy Spirit. I'm starting to see the plan, and it's unbelievable. You cannot be part of rescuing children unless you have rescued yourself. And that is so important to understand. And people want to jump into the fight and they want to step in and they want to help and they want to do the thing for children, but you can't help these kids if you yourself have not been rescued, healed, and restored. And those three words which were given to me by Holy Spirit, I remember when I read it to Brad Cummings and he got real quiet and he said, when I heard Operation Vineyard, he said, I had a pretty good idea that you'd been hearing from the Holy Spirit because Brad used to run the Vineyard Project, the Malibu Vineyard Project. And so there was something deep in there for him. And then when I said, okay, Brad, well, it's all built on rescue, heal, and restore. This was his response. He said, Scott, you're a smart guy. And you've heard me say this before, but I want to express it again tonight. He says, but you're not that brilliant because the three words you just gave would have taken a biblical scholar most of his life to sort out the three principles of the Bible in three simple words. Rescue, heal, restore. He says, that's it in the entire, in three words, that's the entire Bible. And he said, I know for that reason you've heard from the Holy Spirit. So when I sit here tonight, and I've been praying on this a lot today, and I've been working through things, the Basel interview has been right on my, my front, right before me, because I've worked on it now for three days, which again, talking about a God thing, I, am, I listened to the audio tonight, and I'm like, wow, Lord, that was better than when I finished it. So something really blessed happened. So we're, I'm focused on that. Punky, or mod is also now our graphic designer. She's very talented. And she did the logo, which you haven't seen yet. And I was just moved. And it's so beautifully done. And we'll talk more about that when it goes up. And it suddenly hits me that we're sitting here at a point of deliverance to where, just like that, if we don't deliver ourselves, we're not prepared for this next order of mission. And this next mission is big. This is at the core of everything the kingdom's asking. We need to be stepping in in a big way to be able to rescue, heal, and restore the children. And now this meeting with Basel, he's got an organization that trains, and I'm going to be working with that to get myself and others trained in how to build this, at least the recovery piece of this. And there's a lot of pieces in motion getting ready, and I said this, for 2024. It's coming in a big way. But we have to get to where we ourselves are healed. It's so important. Because if we're not healed and we're not rescued and we're not restored, we're not in the position to take on what we're going to deal with with these children. Let me give you a parallel to this. I have been working deliverance for a while now, back and forth with 
the Church of Glad Tidings. And last week in Isaiah, it's always super intense. And you get deep into things. You get very, like you'll get some really mild stuff. And then, then you'll stumble on that one that deals with like memories of being raped horrifically and the brutality of torture and just things you're just sitting here like your head spinning. If you aren't solid with where you are, you're going to collapse because you have to have your eyes on Jesus because your point here is not about you. It's about bringing Jesus into their heart to heal them. You can't have baggage. You can't be in the middle of some major life transition. You have got to be focused where you are. You can't be running around always trying to pick up on somebody because your heart's broken because you're trying to fill it with some sort of idea that if you have a crush on somebody, they're going to be God's gift to you. That has to stop. Those wounds have to be healed. Because when you get into that space with children that have been trafficked, raped, molested, abused, used on por- pornography, you're dealing with heavy damage, that your heart has to be pure in the, in the body of Christ to be able to listen, to deal with them, and to heal them, because that's our mission. And so I say all this to give you a motivation. And that's why I go back to what just happened, because when we kind of look at some of the chaos, and I keep getting reports on it all day about, oh, you know, someone's mad at you because of the way you prayed. The latest one is because of the way I prayed for Duncan and Rainer the other night. And I was like, are you kidding me? I prayed for both of them to come to Jesus and to be delivered. And that's and so what you're seeing here in these in these sort of things that are happening is you're starting to see demons manifest. And I'm very serious what I'm saying here. People have demonic burdens that are on them that are manifesting, and it's coming out inside the, the, the community. And that's why I keep saying, take a breath and step back and pray. Tense, put yourself in Scripture. Get out of the social media nonsense because it's a cycle that's drawing people in, and it's feeding the demonic. You know. I'm just the dude behind a mic, right? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm kidding. This is what's happening. I've done this too long. And it is time. It is time for us to be better than the demons and start helping and loving our brothers. And I, and I say it like this. There are people that will walk right now. Don't worry about it. We're praying for them. I have anybody that's told me like, I'm just mad at you. I'm like, you know what, brother? I pray for you. And if this isn't the right place for you, I want you to be happy wherever you go. And then there's going to be people that cling and they're going to be out here going, I want to be here, but I want you to hear me. I want you to do it my way. And it's like, still going to pray for you. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to pray you out so you can go on your blessed journey wherever that takes you. I'm not going to carry any hard feelings here. Because God is working a threshing right now on this entire fellowship. And it's a bold threshing, and I know why. I was given a prophetic word before I left Ohio by Michelle, and it said in the prophetic word, Operation Vineyard is bigger than you have any idea, Scott. And I took that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Operation Vineyard is so much bigger. We keep asking, like, where are the men? Let me tell you what's happening with that. Every time I mention Operation Vineyard and what we're doing, there isn't a man I've talked to that says, how do I get involved and how do I stand up? When I talk to mothers and women, they say, how do I get involved and how do I stand up? 
when we talk about rebuilding the family, everybody goes, can we do that in Operation Vineyard? When we talk about rescuing the kids, can we do that in Operation Vineyard? You see what's happening? The principle of the family revolution is happening under an architecture that God named Operation Vineyard. It's bigger than all of us. And so right now, honestly, as this starts to filter up, and it is, we're starting to see that move. And at the same time as we're talking deliverance and we're bringing in the powers of restoration, of rescue, heal, and restore into the entire Bars nation, what do you expect is going to happen? Demons will raise their heads. And so it's up to us to literally be praying into this. And it's up to us to be able to start using our methods, our tools of prayer warfare to help them through it. I'm getting between Michelle, Leah, and I, and Brian and Alicia, we're getting inundated every day with emails of people like, help me, help me, help me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go forward here. By the way, since I, I don't want to forget, this weekend, this weekend we're having a, that, not we, the resistance chicks are having a cage match. And the cage match is resistance chickens against the resistance chicks. And I guarantee you where my money's on. But in all seriousness, this is their annual event of training how to butcher chickens. And it's really awesome. You can find out information on their website, resistancechicks.com. I think it's got .com forward slash something. But anyway, you'll find it on their website. Go on over there. It's $25 a person or $35 for the family. And they're going to teach you how to, how to butcher a chicken. It's a good, good training. You need to do it. Here it is. I found it. I was looking for a chicken butchering workshop. That's what I'm looking for. It, see, it's what I say is the cage match. I know. I know. I don't even like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't stop. I was like thinking of the, the whole thing. This cracks me up. I think it's awesome what they're doing. I made myself laugh. So anyway, um, it's in Milford, Ohio. If you're in that area, it's on their website. You can go to resistancechicks.com, chicken butchering workshop, October 21st, which is Saturday 2 p.m. Eastern, and $25 a person, $35 per family member. It's awesome. You can register. They're going to have each family will get to take home a roaster chicken. So head on over there. If you're in the area, you'll learn how to resistance chick butcher a chicken. Or, and anyway, that was my dinner conversation. My mom wants chicken, so I'm like, awesome, let's do it. Okay, so this is where I want to walk through tonight. So we've kind of got the foundation of where we're going. And that's important because if we don't have a goal and understanding application, sometimes people are like, okay, cool, I do deliver this, now what? We are moving in a place of this sort of outreach ministry and tied to that is also Operation Vineyard. Those two things go hand in hand. There's three pillars of Bars Nation ministry, okay? There is the deliverance and prayer healing part of that that is literally going to be like if you imagine like mini Bards Fest and, and outreach, and there's going to be more to it than that, but this kind of gives you, that's the, that's the sort of um, spokes of the wheel. But we also have Operation Vineyard, which is county-by-county county operations to literally set up and rescue, heal, and restore children. That's the focus. And then, of course, we're going to have another component of this, which is really kind of a men's ministry to empower men and 
get them off of porn and drugs. That's my, one of my big passions. So we've kind of got three pillars. There may be more over time. That's kind of where we're starting, okay? But this is where I want to talk to you tonight because over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of exposure to deliverance, and that's what we're seeing when we're starting to manifest this. These things are manifesting, and the divisiveness is happening, especially on Telegram, which is kind of crazy. Unfortunately, people don't have the discernment to realize what's happening because some of it's new, and too many of the churches have not taught it, and they don't really focus on healing. And so instead of focusing on healing, people get really get ambushed when they watch things like Isaiah 61, and they're watching, you know, and they're, they're paying attention to Bards Fest. All of these things have the seeds, or even listening to the programs with Michelle, Lee, and I, or, or this. They're listening to the seeds that are starting to shake at the roots of who they are. And as they do, it's starting to unsettle things. Imagine a tapestry that you've built in your life. You may not have known you built it, but you've built a tapestry in your life. And it's a patch, just consider like a patch quilt. And suddenly a thread gets pulled. And this patch quilt starts to fall apart. Everything that you've known and related to is starting to be unsettled. And this patch quilt is no longer a patch quilt. It's an, un, an unraveling quilt. If you don't have Jesus, that quilt is going to get, it's going to get really messy. And the problem is even when we have Jesus, people don't turn to Jesus enough. Deliverance is a funny thing because when it starts and when you have, you can be overwhelmed with the most intense emotions you have ever experienced. So I recounted this story this morning. I want to recount it again, and I'm going to walk you into directions to go. Because right now there's a lot of people reaching out going, help me. And, but it's not so much help me. It's saying, fix it for me. And this is not deliverance. Deliverance is when somebody works with you in deliverance, they're walking you into a place where you are doing the work with Jesus. And it's super important to get this. It doesn't say that people won't hit sticks and doesn't, don't hit crisis points. And I have a tremendous amount of compassion for that. But I've got to give you some tools tonight to work through some of this. Keeping in mind of where we're going. Ultimately, we're trying to get everybody equipped, equipped for the work of the ministry, equipping the saints for the work in the ministry. And what that is, is being able to step in and take on the tasks of deliverance ministries and rescue, heal, and restore children. Those are two massive ones. So these that's our kind of our end state, but we have to walk into it. So where are we now? There's a lot of people right now that are working this process, going through self-deliverance. They're being relatively unstable. Not, and don't, make, don't take that wrong. I'm just saying they're feeling un, instability within them. It's a better way of framing it. So I want to tell you a story that happened the first night I was with Michelle and Leah. Remember, I've told you that two years ago when I met them for the first time face-to-face, shortly thereafter, God put on my heart that I needed to connect with them to do some deliverance work. Didn't hardly know their ministry, didn't know what they did, but it was on my heart, and I didn't really know what it meant because I didn't even know what deliverance was. I just knew that there was something that I had to share with them, and that's before I even understood the concept of deliverance. Two years later, fast forward, after Bart's Fest in, in Flemingsburg, a week later, I'm at their place. And the first day, we have a great day. We did a bunch of podcasting. It was awesome. Obviously, we had shared the baptismal together, which I was looking at those pictures today. They're just awesome pictures. The, all the baptisms were great. 
So the three of us were baptized together. That was a God thing. And so I'm, I'm, it's Wednesday night, and I'm heading over. I think it's Wednesday night. I think it was the first night, Wednesday, Wednesday night. I'm heading over to the Airbnb, and Leah does a prayer. It's a really beautiful prayer. She does a prayer for me. And so this is, I want you to hear this really carefully because this is what, it happens regularly when your when your body, when your whole body, mind, soul decides, yep, time to kick in for deliverance. So pay attention. So I'm outside and I'm, my Jeep's right behind me and Leah starts to prayer and I had, all of a sudden, I just started to tense up and my gut started to turn and I started to get a little bit angry and I wanted to fight, flight out of there. I mean, I wanted to get in the Jeep and run. And I kept hearing this voice saying, you're getting ambushed. And Michelle saw what was going on. She could read right through me. She put her hand on my shoulder. She says, breathe. I'm going to pray with you. And Leah continued to pray. And I started to just get super agitated and just felt completely like I had to run, just fight or flight. And I finally, we left that prayer and I'm totally unsettled. And this is the Holy Spirit working here. I want to be clear. And I get into the truck and my eyes are just Everything's changed about me. My whole demeanor's changed. I'm edgy. I'm, I'm agitated. I'm tense. I'm ready to roll out of there. Like step on the gas and drive as far and fast as I can. And literally, it took a discipline at that point in time not to do that. So I want you to hear what I'm going to say. There's going to be points when you work that this could happen to you. And the first thing you have to do is get your focus before you. You cannot let these thoughts overwhelm you. And the way to do that is literally to breathe in and start talking to Jesus. And I'm serious when I'm saying, speak Jesus. So as I do all of this, I, I get in the Jeep, I pull out, super edged, and I'm, I drive three minutes down the road, I pull into the driveway, go down to the Airbnb, I park at the Airbnb, and I'm, it has hit me so hard at this point, there are thoughts of suicide that are overwhelming me, literally like, and it's a voice saying, you need to kill yourself. This is over, everything's done. Now, if you've known me for four years, if you've known me for the whole channel, you know that that stuff isn't even in my purview. That this is how intense this tumor of emotions was within me, this event that I needed to release. But it was so protected by a darkness that it didn't want to let it go because it knew that if I let this go, I would be more free within the body of Christ. This is literally the war that's going on here. So I dialed Leah and Michelle and I said, I need prayer. And they answered, and they prayed for me, and then they did the right thing. They said, Scott, we need to say goodnight, and you need to go pray. And they cut the phone off. And let me tell you, that's, it's a difficult moment because you're left on your own, and you want someone else to hold you, to carry you, to do it for you, and it's not the right choice. Hear what I'm saying? And so what you end up doing, if, you, if someone stays there with you too long, you're not going to be able to work through this. So I got myself together enough, and I, I can't tell you the amount of stuff that's going through me. I'm literally just in this, it's a mental craze. There's only way I can say it, because you've got this fight or flight thing going on. You've got this darkness settling in on you, trying to tell you you need to end your life. And I went upstairs, and I threw myself down on the couch, and I just went into prayer. And I just started praying, Father God, Father God, Jesus, Jesus, help me. Jesus, stay with me, Jesus. And and I and Father spoke. He said, Scott, stay with me. It's not going to be easy, 
but you'll get through it. So I just stayed in prayer right there. And I did hard, I hardly moved. I just stayed in prayer, stayed, and it's eyes on Jesus. I cannot tell you how important this is. When Jesus says, only, I am the only way, only through me to the Father, that's not just death, folks. That is also deliverance and life. You need to stay on him, totally in him, all the way through him, because he brings you to the place you need to be. Eyes on Jesus, totally focus on Jesus, pray in Jesus. So I had stayed there for about three hours on the sofa, hardly slept, and I, I literally just was in this in and out place between dream and prayer. Three hours later, I got my stuff on, headed on over, had a podcast to do. So I think I crashed. Time I crashed, I think it was like 4.30 or 5 when I was on the sofa. And then I, I, by 8 o'clock, I'm up and then over to do my podcast. And I walk in and Michelle greets me downstairs and she looks at me and I am like tense. My eyes are just, it, it, everything about me is like ready to go to war. And she just comes up and gives me a hug. She says, shields down. And I sat down, and I'm still really, I don't even know how I'm going to do this podcast. And she sits next to me, and she says, we're going to do this together. There's where you're, that's where that walking alongside comes in, okay? And then a few hours later, we went into full deliverance on what I needed to release. Deliverance is a tough thing. And it will challenge all of us to get through this because it's true transparency and, and it's true vulnerability before our king. And as much as we try to say we give ourselves to him, we are transparent, I will guarantee most people don't do this because it is exposed, 100% exposed. And it's not just before the king, exposed to the world with our king. And when you rip yourself open that wide and everybody can see in, the demonic goes to work overtime because they want to convince you that you are not going to survive it. They want to convince you that you will fail. They want to convince you that the world will leave you. They, the voices want to tell you that you're going to fail, that everything you've built is going to fall apart, and it's not that way at all because you're stepping into this, the realm of the Holy Spirit, and that is now when things are being healed and it's moving at an incredible level. But you have to be willing to stand there and be totally exposed and vulnerable to let that process work. So right now, there's a lot of people out here that are asking for help. They're saying, I need deliverance. I need this. I've stuck. I've, and I hear this. The first thing I have to tell you is this, and it's, it's going to sound brutal, but it's, not, um, it's truly said in a loving way. So I need you to hear this. And I'm very clear. I'm not being judgmental, and I'm not pointing my finger at anybody, but you need to hear this from a loving heart. We love our narratives and we love our pain. And the critical thing about deliverance is you have to be willing to stand before the king and let it all go. And I mean all. And that's the hard part. And that's when you're working deliverance with somebody, that's where you're trying to bring them to this point where finally, and you can see it, let me tell you, you'll see it in their eyes. You'll see it in their body posture. You'll see it when it hits because it always produces 
the typical response. It's tears. And those aren't tears because of guilt. It's tears because that's the Holy Spirit just moving through you and cleaning you and healing you all at once. There's a lot of people right now that have gone through Isaiah 61 online. You have been following what I've been doing with Leah and Michelle. You have been participant in Bards Fest. And with this, there is an enormous amount of unsettling that has happened in many people. And they're looking for assistance to help them along. The first thing you have to do, and it's important, is you need to forgive yourself. You need to proclaim Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you need to repent. Those are three things that have to happen. But there's one more, and that is that you have to get clear in your heart that you're willing to let go of your story. There are people out here right now that are so consumed by their own stories that they're not hearing the word of Jesus. There are people that are so wrapped and bent around their own pain that they're not really loving Christ. They're wanting Christ to fix them. There's a difference. And I understand that this may be unsettling to some. I'm not being harsh. To be successful in deliverance, you have to be willing to let it go and truly walk into the body of Christ. And so that's kind of your tipping point in your test. And you can test that in many different ways. Just you know yourself. You'll know when you are willing to let go or will if you're seeking. And if you're relying on something to come to you to fix you and you're not willing to fix yourself and let it go, then we have an, we have an impasse. The most powerful thing in deliverance is when you can speak your truths into the world with witness. And that's the most vulnerable piece. Because the Bible says that when we, when we pray and we, we pray amongst others for our pain, that's when the real healing begins. There's, it's essentially saying that when we give testimony to one another of our pains, that's when the real healing begins. That's, another, that's the core of deliverance and deep healing. So, so much of this is obviously centered around our belief in the word, not as a defeatist or defeated scripture, but as a living scripture that has given us the authority to walk on this earth as kings and queens. That's the foundation which great deliverance works from. Because we do have the authority on this earth. So if you're in a place right now where you're unsettled, and there are some out there, and I've heard from some of you. And you're in a place right now where things are not moving the way you want them to. Here's some basic steps to help you along. There are resources. You can reach out to Brian and Alicia at Glad Tidings Church. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Michelle and Leah. We do want to help, but understand again. We're not here to fix you. We'll be here to guide you. And you have to be ready and willing to make those steps. And some of those steps are hard because it's going to challenge what you're accustomed to. The first place you have to start is with your eyes on Jesus. And you need to be pushing into that hard, asking Jesus to guide you, listening to his voice, walking it through and embracing the power of the word within you. 
This is not a complicated thing. It's just you have to have faith. And it's a faith at another level because we're not accustomed to having to trust that much. And the problem when we trust the way this requires is we have to let go of what we love or what we come to love in this world. And believe it or not, most of us love or have come to love our pain. Our end goal is to be released and freed, set myself free, keep myself free, help others to become free. And who are those others? Some of them are fellow brothers and sisters in this world, in Christ. Others are the children. And so those are two real big areas, and you've got to be solid. Now, one of the principal issues of deliverance, I don't know where you are in your life, but if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're wasting your time. And if you're working with somebody that has not accepted Christ as your Savior, as their Savior, you're wasting your time. Because that's the fundamental starting point right there. There's no debating that. And it has to be clear in your heart. Not some hybrid relationship with Christ, but accepting Jesus in fullness in your heart. To have repented, and that's why we stepped on this earlier in the week, to go through a deep repentance process. Start unhooking from any of these things. To accept Christ as your Savior in your heart. And then to step into that next level where things start to move and you need to release them. And someone asked me this morning, isn't it a good idea at some point that we come together and need to pray with somebody? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. But to get there, there's a lot of work we can do and must do internally before we get to that place because you need to be ready. And you need to be in that release point. At the end of the day, all of this is prepping for bigger missions. This is the threshing that's going on. And when I think when I look across, you know, I've looked at all this craziness that's been happening within our fellowship in the last few weeks. Like I said in the beginning, all of this is centered on deliverance. It's been happening, it's been manifesting, and people are unsettled. And there's a lot of people that don't want anything to do with it, and I'm fine. But that's also the threshing. They were having to move into a new group because... The way I'm going to close this tonight is I want you to hear the vision that God put upon me for child rescue. And it's powerful. And it's moving. And this was just a little bit ago. In fact, it hit me so hard when I was praying on it. Literally, I was just, I was in the space with it and it was just having tears flow. Right now, when we think of child rescue, we think of kind of the Tim Ballard model of one operator or a group of operators going out and picking up kids and bringing them out. And the problem with a lot of that is the children are still pretty traumatized. Depending on their age, they're all going to be traumatized one degree or another. And then the question always is, where do they go? Now, as you heard tonight from Basil Baz, they have networks of places they send them, but we're trying to build a very uh, Holy Spirit-driven operation would be the right way of putting it. And this is what God is laying on my heart in the way we're going. I want you to imagine knowing where there's going to be a rescue. And you know the location geographically. And you know the grid coordinate for it. And I want you to imagine a very focused intercessor prayer team that is now praying against all those strongholds 
and breaking the strongholds and the ties. Remember, all of these people, one way or another, are satanic. They're doing blood rituals. They're doing everything they can to create a power around their institution. And we don't currently do this, by the way, but we're going to be doing it in Operation Vineyard. And you have a praying against the strongholds in the spiritual realm. And we're using the weapons of war that were given to break and, and destroy the strongholds, to tear down fortresses, literally. Then you have your breach and entry team. It's going to go in and they're going to breach the door, but with them comes a deliverance team. And what they're doing as they go forward is they're also dealing with a demonic realm and they're dealing with the spiritual injury realm, the inner healing and the wounds in process with the takedown. This is quite an interesting, this is how God put it on my heart. And it's, it's, I don't know how the operations, the TTPs flow out on this exactly, but it's right there because those children then are picked up by people that literally are in the place with the Holy Spirit to start healing them the minute they're touched. And as the bad guys are taken down, you literally have intercessors working to cast out their demons. This is the level of operation we need to move to. Because when we start to get into that place, we are fighting truly in a way that heaven will fight. And we start to attack this at a spiritual level. That's your, like your super strategic level. And then you're coming into the earthly domain and you're taking down these bad guys. We're real quick to say things like, you know, and I am. I'm the number one here. I'll say it. I own it. Like these guys all need a millstone and be cast off. But here's the problem with that statement. Many of these people are absolutely possessed by demonic. And it doesn't do us any good. And it definitely is not biblical to just whack somebody off because they had demons. If we can cast those demons out and save a soul, it is the one, not the 99. And that's ultimately the end here that makes the twist that is so different. I'm not saying they aren't don't have to face criminal punishment, but at the end of the day, that pedophile, even if he gets the death penalty, if you can cast out his demons and he can accept Christ, God will deal with him. And that's literally the level of operation we have to move to. And to get there, you have to go through all the steps to free yourself from some of the burdens of this earth that make us want to hate one another. I'm not telling you that some of this can even be done at certain points. If you walk in on somebody raping a kid, I'm going to tell you exactly what the guy is going to, one of the operators is going to do. They're going to put a bullet through his head and be done with it. And so be it. But when we have an opportunity to reach deeper and we can start separating that body and soul from the demonic influence, no matter who they are, the other thing you have to keep in mind is when we carry deliverance teams with us, this is, these are dark places. These are places that do occult and blood rituals to gain power. There are things out there that lurk that are evil and ugly. And part of the deliverance team is to keep the operator team safe. So you start to see the structure of how integrated this is if we take it to a kingdom model. And all of that is going to demand, all of that is going to demand that we are clear in what we are, we have discernment with our Lord and we're walking clearly in that space and not getting affected by the demonic realm. And so I go back to that story. Within seconds, my brain got completely turned upside down. And that's the sort of threat that everybody faces when they go into these dark spaces. And that's why ultimately everybody has to walk with Christ. Everybody 
has to go through deliverance. Everybody needs to be stronger in the body of Christ and clear of their burdens of their past so that the enemy cannot use anything. The Lord told me this when I went through this last few weeks when I've just talked everything about my life on on the on this mic and talked everything on the mic when I was at the church, and I'll still talk about it. I'm open and transparent about it. But this is what he said. You have to reveal everything transparently to the world because if you're going to go where you want to go, you can't let the enemy have anything to use against you, and the enemy will. So there's a picture of a whole bunch of things to look at tonight, where we're going, how to deal with where you are, and some bigger reasons of why we're doing what we do. Either way, this is the path. Going ahead is exciting. For some, others, maybe not so much. For me, God's given a glorious path for us to go go ahead, to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into the world in amazing ways, to heal the sick and broken, to cast out demons, raise the dead, and do greater works. And part of that greater works is to rescue, heal, and restore the children. That's a pretty good day at the end of the day. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank, thank you for being here tonight as we humbly present ourselves before the throne. Father, we just ask for the continued blessings and insights into Operation Vineyard as we move forward. To have a clarity of mission and, and purpose and intent and how and continue to build the integrated map so that we can see how the pieces come together and we become a part of one body to assault one of the and destroy one of the most evil things ever to face this earth. Those that run the operations to traffic, mutilate, destroy, sexually abuse children. So Father, please ask for your blessings and anointings as we step forward, the resources needed to make these visions come true. Hear our hearts, Father. For those that don't have this in their hearts, we bless them and we pray for them. We ask them to have, we just pray that they'll have a good walk. For those that are here, we bless them and pray for them and and pray for our hearts that will clear and unburden themselves so that we all can walk mightily and boldly in the body of Christ. Bless us, Father, and guide us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, lots to go over, lots to think about, lots to focus on. But at the end of the day, you notice everything we talked about tonight didn't touch anything in the news other than the reality of child sex trafficking. And why? Because at the root of all things is the abuse, torture, mutilation, and trafficking of children. And it's on such a scale on a global level, they will fight wars and create global wars to hide how bad their crimes are. We can't let them get away with this. And to, to do that, we are in a phase right now that we have to get ourselves ready for this war. And that's deliverance. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow morning for bended knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. 
Close to me, look how. 